0: Hello friends, welcome to Beyond the News, it's Friday the 3rd of March 2023, thank you very much for joining us here today. Coming up on today's show, it seems the whole world, or those that are able to still think critically, seem to be turning into conspiracy theorists, with the track record of the conspiracy theorists put to the mainstream media over the last two or three years it seems to be those peddling the mainstream beliefs seem to be losing credibility as more and more of what they said seems to be blowing back in their faces. And we're going to be looking at that from a multitude of angles. Yulies, vaccines, mainstream media credibility, that and much, much more coming up on today's show. So last episode, I talked about how There seems to be a growing trend now that anyone, and I played a video of it, anyone that seems to disagree with the official narrative is a conspiracy theorist now, or right-wing and, you know, the far-right, or as they call it. Yep, If you don't want to be governed by a world government and be under lockdowns and be mandated for vaccines that seem to have controversy after controversy following them you are somehow strange and far right for being that now are there some far right people yes um but the the whole idea of the mainstream narrative that wants to be right if you're a a covid denier um and that that's a label that people thrown around right away is that covid denier in the sense of David Icke that there is no virus at all, and it was all done uh, with numbers. I'm not in that camp. I'm in the, it was a lab leak and the numbers were exaggerated through a variety of means that Ike and such um, would go on about. But that's kind of where I am. Uh, Numbers, all sorts of controversy that we've covered over the numbers, on this podcast so basically i'm just where the evidence suggests there's evidence that suggests there's a great number of controversy about how those numbers were counted and uh, what they died from and with and all that kind of stuff so i just stick to the facts but anyone that seems to be right we are the wef we are our cronies we are the world health organization we are these world forums the ones of the world in it and everyone that disagrees with us seems to be a conspiracy theorists or far right well with all that they're doing and all that the way that they've inserted themselves into people's lives and it's deeply unpopular it seems that they've made a lot of enemies and when you call everyone far right it insults the people that are in those protests and it just doesn't do it it doesn't do the credibility any good because they're going to be looking around and they're going to say, Well, I was in that I didn't see any far right people. Well, there was a lunatic at the back with some kind of, you know, but we got, no one wanted to be friends with him. But yeah, one of the blokes turned up. And then you see, it's not going to be flying and working anymore. And here is a video of Sadiq Khan being heckled about the ULIS scheme, as all he really did says is well you can hear it for yourself and we'll, we'll break it down but it is interesting and it, I think that it really is a good example of what I was trying to say last week I wasn't trying to say that um, the far right is good I don't agree with that what I'm trying to say is they're painting loads of people as far right that aren't and you know if you've got a crowd that 99% isn't far right and you start calling them that and you can say well we can now ignore all of their concerns because i've labeled them as this it's not going to go well and it's not how a functioning democracy should work so that was the point i was trying to make last week not defending the far right and far from it at all <laughs> but it was pointing out that this is there's that there was that meme isn't it um with, with regards to phone waiting times when you ring up a utility company where, it said, you know, a meme said, you can't be experiencing a higher than average volume of calls all the time because that's not how averages work. You can't be experiencing higher than average all day, every day. Averages don't work like that. And you can't keep calling people far right when they're not exhibiting any far right tendencies other than we don't want to be charged extra money for Yulies and we think it's bad for businesses. And when it's quite clear that that's the way it it is and you continue to persist down that road of, you disagree with me? Right, so um, you're now a COVID denier, a lockdown denier, a vaccine denier and far right as well. Well, what happens when 99% of the people in the crowd aren't far right whatsoever and feel that it's an insult to their intelligence? And what happens if they are, you know, the vaccine deniers? And, well, what is a vaccine denier now? Are we talking about the COVID things? Because uh, I think if you go and look at some of the court documents that Pfizer have presented and what they've said, you know, where, where they've been grilled on the committee, we played the clips on this podcast before. Where they've said, "Oh no, we just hoped it stopped transmission." Are they vaccine deniers? What What is the what does it's such a lazy term? What is a vaccine denier? Are we talking just about the COVID? Are we talking vaccines overall? And if it's just about the COVID, what are we denying that they do? Are we denying that they stop transmission because um, people like what a lot of mainstream people have said? You know take the vaccine, you'll be protected, all that kind of stuff. We know that that's not accurate. A lockdown denier. What are we denying that a lockdown is a good idea? All we're doing is reading from the stats about excess deaths, NHS waiting lists, suicide rates, small businesses collapsing, economic turmoil. So it's such a lazy term. What are you what does a lockdown denier mean to someone who says that term? Are we denying that they're a good idea? Are they denying the statistics that we've got to say that they would be a bad idea? Are they denying the Swedish model that didn't, you know, didn't lock down, didn't ha- seem to have any extra deaths, and none of the bad points? We're denying the Texas and Florida models that went down the same route as Sweden. It's such a lazy term, and it's so easy to the critically thinking mind. It doesn't really hold much water. And what what would happen when? the majority of the people it, it's one thing being a politician kissing babies and saying okie dokie vote for me everything's going to be better next year and i'll do this this and this and then you get into power and you might do one of your promises and you you know you send all your pr people we'll make certain you accentuate that point and we won't answer any questions about the th- other promises that i didn't keep anything like. it's one thing for that brand of politics but it's another thing to go you know because You know, labelling someone as far right, that's quite an, you know, an all that that entails. That's quite a nasty name to call someone. And when you're saying, well, all those things you were right about, I'm going to criticise you for being right. And all the things that I was wrong about, I'm going to say, were great, even though the evidence doesn't suggest it. What happens when you live in that level of denial? Well, we're about to see what happens, or listen, I should say, to what happens when you live in that level of denial and you do a press conference. So now uh, I wasn't at this conference, I didn't film it, it like, this is a video on Facebook. In today's day and age is all that deep fake stuff and everything like that so I'm hoping that this is a real video of Sadiq Khan at a press conference. I'm going to take the video at its word so to speak and assume that this is really Sadiq Khan having a difficult time at press conference but you can see all the things I was trying to say all the things that I was playing that video about from that woman saying last week is right in Sadiq Khan's um, you know playbook here and as you'll be able to hear it doesn't go that well Right? So let's uh, let's play the clip and right. have-
1: six When banned smoking from public places and there are objections now what I find uh, unacceptable though is some of those who've got legitimate objections Joining hands uh, with some of those outside, who are part of a far-right group, who are <laughs> some of those, some of those, some of those outside, some of those, some of those. Let's be frank. Let's call. Let's call a spade a spade. Some of those outside are part of the far right. Some are some are COVID deniers, some are vaccine deniers, and some are Tories. Look, hang on, hang on. The mayor has a right to be heard, right? Don't look. This this people's question time is an opportunity for you to have an exchange of views, not to hackle or shout, please. Otherwise, we will we could end this very very quickly. Now, to those people. To those people who've got legitimate concerns. So it's a fact by the way, anyway fact, some of you have got good reasons to oppose uh, you, ULES, but you're in coalition with COVID deniers. You're in coalition You may not like it. You may not you may not like it you may not like it you may not like it. you're in coalition with the far right and you're in coalition with vaccine deniers as well that was
0: interesting wasn't it um i do there's a bit in the middle here. you're not supposed to heckle that we can end this at any moment i do like that. that's the idea of the I don't even know what it was. Was it a press conference? Was it a public feedback thing? Right, okay. Right. We're here to listen to what you've got to say, but uh, what, you disagree with us? No, no, no. We're not here to listen to people who disagree with us. No, 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 no. And where he reads of COVID deniers, vaccine deniers, and Tories. I like that. As a, as a, they're a Tory. They, they don't deserve... <laughs> You're in coalition with the Tories. Yeah, if if you, Labour, you, you should want to have all this stuff brought in for you, Leeds. It, it's that tribalism as well, isn't it? You know, look, I'm trying to bring in something very unpopular. So I'm going to say that the, the people who are traditionally our opponents, they're against it. So you've got to be for it because you're on my side, aren't you guys? Now, don't worry about the details. But you're with me, right? You're the red team and the blue team's over there. The blue team's on the opposition team. You're not going to join the blue team, are you? You're going to do the red team. Don't worry about the issues. You're the red team, right? You're my boys. You're My girls. You're my all manner of genders. You've got my back, right? Don't worry. doesn't matter if Ulysse is going to be bad for you. The blue team, who we are all against they're on the opposition so you've got you're red you've got to be on my side um so this is going to be interesting to see how this pans out in um london and do you remember me saying probably don't about all these different walks of life being going on those marches and to begin with in early you know early days it would be well I don't believe any of those conspiracy types but um, I don't want to be in the lockdown. I think it's very bad for the country and very bad for my business so I'm going to go and join those crazy conspiracy types. Can you imagine what it's like when you're on a march with those people and now don't get me wrong there are some people in the conspiracy world that are, um, hello mate let me tell you about how I find the time to come and protest today? I'm just in between day trips to Mars from the planet Zog. Um, I've been teleported there by all the shape-shifting lizards. I am their mortal enemy. And don't get me wrong, there are a couple. I have met a couple of people like that. But the vast majority, 99% are just very sane, normal people that have seen the facts about lockdowns, seen the facts about the vaccines and are particularly keen on either and then follow that down the rabbit hole that there's a whole WEF uh, group that very publicly state they want a variety of goals and then you go and see schemes like Uli's going oh this might achieve that WEF type goal kind of thing you see this all happening all over the world and they all seem to go to the same clubs and then before you know it you're going on the you know you're Third or fourth March with these people, you're meeting up with them and everything like that, and you, you've, uh, you've gone back and you spoke to your friends. Uh, oh, you went and joined the Nutters, did you? Actually, you know there was it yeah, was a couple of there, but do you know what? The vast majority they're just like me and you. They're very concerned. And did you know? Listen to this clip about this chap Klaus Schwab. This, this isn't listen to the Listen to you know the delusions of grandeur here. But listen to this clip sort of a from beyond the news there's loads of clips where they say really worrying things and they seem to have all these politicians that have websites um, you know pages on their website and they seem to be bringing in all these policies that seem to be deeply unpopular that seem to further this agenda all over the world and you know and then a further year down the line you're at this press conference you've been a labor support all your life you thought conspiracy theorists was nuts all your life and you've just started to make a few friends with them, you're still labour, and then you, you just don't want to have all the extra money involved in unis, or you're standing up for someone's you know, right to protest, or you've got a small business that you've seen the charges have massive negative impacts on the business, and you don't want even more because you can't survive it. You know, probably couldn't have survived it if there wasn't a three-year uh, lockdown problem and all that kind of stuff, and supply chain problems, and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, you're sitting there, a labour supporting, you know, left-wing minded, libertarian, freedom-loving, pro-democracy person that thought conspiracy theorists were nuts all the time, just protesting because you don't want any extra costs to your life and your business because you're already hard up. And then you get called all those right you're in league with this person you're either one of them or you're in league with them. all that kind of stuff no mate I just, I just don't want my bills to go up any higher but by the way now you're calling me with some i've gone and mixed with some most of them are all right and i think they talk much more sense than you and their track records of what's good for this country and warnings and other such things are much better than yourself and the mainstream media that you appear on in our opinions so There's going to be a lot of people like that in Britain, there's going to be a lot of people like that all over the world and they're going to be slowly coming together and it's very important if you've got groups of people coming together to in peaceful lawful harmony to peacefully and lawfully and harmoniously stand up for their right to democracy and be representative for the people they elect to follow the agendas that they elected them for and not put extra burdens on them or their families or their businesses it's very important if the people like that are coming together that you divide them so you're in coalition with this it really is quite an obvious playbook at that point and quite an obvious divide and conquer strategy to those who are able who i wouldn't even want to say able to think critically for those who want to think critically because there's a a large number of people i don't want to watch this it makes me feel bad i I just want to put the footy on I just want to put Coronation Street on. I I don't want to think about this. I don't want to have to face the reality of this. And I don't want to have to listen to all the information about how the people I listened to for three years were probably wrong. And I definitely don't want to listen to the information about how the fact that not only that they probably were wrong, but they, you know... How there was a great deal of evidence to suggest these people were wrong at the time, and I still ignored them, and we perhaps even worse called them Tim foil hat nut jobs. What happens? But those people aren't going to be, you know, standing up for Sadiq Khan. No, wait a second. He's got a point. If you disagree with government, you are a nutter. Any, we all know that. There's not going to be any of those sorts. So when you've got a variety, when you've made a variety of enemies is too strong stronger word. When you've put out a variety of agendas that tread on a lot of people's toes and piss them off and to the point that they actually want to do something about it and they all seem to sort of get together and they've got varying views on where how much is coincidence how much is conspiracy but you start to bring all those people together and sharing information coming together in peaceful lawful Mm, what's the word, dissent I suppose, peaceful lawful, um, peaceful lawful discussion about how the fact is that our politicians from across the political spectrum don't seem to represent them and you're going to get press conferences like that and you're going to see a lot more of it in my opinion. Another of the things I said to look out for, here's a headline about it. Now it doesn't mean it's going to happen But uh, I did say look out for this kind of stuff. This is from The Independent. Adam Forrest, political correspondent, three days ago. Two in three Britons want new political party to take on Tories and Labour. 61% want completely new type of political party, survey finds, as pessimism hits record high. I said something like this would happen if you couldn't take the grassroots of the parties back. Now then, here's the next phase of it the best types of people that are really going to be as anti-WEF agenda as you can find are going to be smeared by the mainstream media to the point that the masses will think that whatever the smear is, is true. The one you need to be really wary of is the one that the mainstream media gets behind. As the answer. If a new political party comes out of nowhere and this guy says and does all the right things and the mainstream media are lapping it up, that's kicking the can down the road for another five years. That's going to be pulling your wool over your head. I mean he might it might be a Donald Trump-esque affair where he will talk a good talk, and then not really do a great deal, but might do a couple of things and has to pander to the base just to prove that, you know, all oh, those people that all said I'm a controlled opposition, well, get a load of this, mate. I've done this policy. And if all this base will get behind them again for another couple of years. Reel out something again just before the election times even really. But those are the ones that you would want to be wary of. But what I said would be happening is... Happening, and it's also important to remember that the reason it needs to be controlled, and the reason you can't really have really new, genuine types of people in there that can make a difference, is if in Britain, I think the the you need about sort of roughly forty percent to get elected, or maybe even less or something, because you know not everyone votes and all that kind of stuff. If you've got sixty one percent that want a completely new type of political party, and you only need about thirty eight that's a massive problem to the political establishment. You need to divide, you need to conquer that base if you can get them all into arguing over um, you know a real key issue. So let's say for example a new, um, a new libertarian anti-New World Order candidate come forward and the mainstream media loved him and then all of a sudden he went I wanna and he just does reels off a really pro-New World Order policy. That's uh, But does five minor anti-New World Order theory, that's going to split a party. That's going to be the people that, well, he's taking five very, very little steps forward and one massive leap back, which is far bigger than the five little steps. That's how you would do it because then that 61 can be split into 30.5 and the 37 or 38% can still win, can't it? So that's... um that's what it would be genuine if it was a controlled opposition then watch the mainstream media herald them as this is the you know the fresh brave of politics in the air that britain's needed for Asia. to be wary of that kind of stuff it's probably the ones the mainstream media wants to bury um would be the ones most there which brings me on to another point Just because 61% want a completely new type of political party doesn't mean that they're going to like what emerges from that. And we've already got how many other political parties in the UK? So, and I'm not even talking about the Lib Dems and the Greens. I'm talking about all the ones that I don't know the names of. So I'm just as guilty as everyone else. They already offer a completely new type of political party, but no one knows their names. So why aren't we going for them? What would be different about a new one? What would be different is a drive and who would be driving it? Who would be the driving force? You know, if some party came out of nowhere and suddenly eclipsed all those other little parties that have been going for 20 years that no one knows the name of, why are they doing that? How are they doing that? Who's financing them to do that? So um that's good that we're at the phase where people are starting to go do you know what i think they're both as bad as each other and they seem to have more ties to the wef and davos than they do to their own electorate and (laughs) this grassroots of the party um certainly well there are people on the tories and the uh they've got dissension in the ranks in both parties haven't they labor and um tories have both got uh big grassroots problems Um, One of which could be uh, the like of one of the MPs that I'm going to play a clip of now, Andrew Bridgen, MP, on 23rd of February of this
1: year. It seeks to give... Thank you, Mr Speaker, when they're finished. Uh, The World Health Organisation pandemic treaty is deeply concerning. It seeks to give the discredited WHO huge powers over this country and our people powers to call pandemics, enforce lockdowns, enforce vaccinations, and decide when any pandemic is over. Can we have an urgent debate on the proposed treaty, which, if passed, will take accountability, democracy, and sovereignty from our constituents and hand it over to unelected and discredited bureaucrats? Mr Speaker, that will be the antithesis of Brexit itself. The Honourable Gentleman for his question, and I think that uh, uh, it's an excellent topic for a debate. I shall certainly make his views uh, known to both the Department for Health and and the FCDO that will look after many of these international organisations. But I can tell him it is incredibly important. We know from the pandemic, and we know from other uh, outbreaks such as Ebola that these diseases know no borders. And it is only through international cooperation and collaboration together that we will arrive at the solutions to ensure we we do not have a repeat of the of the last few years, uh, and that we can ensure everyone in in the uh, in the world is safe from these terrible diseases. So, oh
0: went onto an advert automatically there so interesting isn't it where she said all we need is international collaboration and all that kind of stuff yes international collaboration is a good thing but why do we need to have all these draconian measures of a treaty if we were most people collaborate because they think that's a good idea if you've got a good idea you don't really need to do much selling on it because people will go that's a good idea, we'll do that, we'll collaborate on that. Yeah, that's a good idea, you've had that. We want to be your collaborators. When you're having to push through all the treaties and all that kind of stuff, it's usually because a lot of people don't want to go along with it. And then when she says that all the mistakes of the last few years, what exactly is she talking about? Is she... Because there there are so many... We're living in these strange times now where the politicians seem to go on about how they all the lockdown their their biggest criticisms is each other they didn't lock down hard enough or fast enough and other such things would she be talking about the mistakes of well we shouldn't have locked down because of all the nhs pressures the suicide rates the depression rates um, all the masking the children with their uh, learning problems that have come out of that we've covered all of the show is she talking about those mistakes because that's what i would assume she's talking about but i bet it, uh, i wouldn't bet i'm assuming i'm assuming that that's not how government works because whenever i hear governments they don't seem to be go, uh, going oh you know we made massive mistakes oh we got so much wrong oh no we shouldn't have locked down at all that masking was a terrible idea so when they say all these mistakes I'm interested to know what exactly does she think the mistakes are. So I would have been interested to know that one. And the other thing is, oh, this would be where they said, oh, we welcome a debate. Would they do what Sadiq Khan said? Because they, you know, be under no illusion, I wasn't taking a pop at Sadiq Khan for any personal reasons. I wasn't taking a, a pop at him because I'm a Tory and he's Labour. I'm not a Tory at all. Um, I'm what I'm taking a pop is where I would prefer him to go you know what you've got these concerns and I really don't care what other opinions you hold I'm here to do my job which is to represent you and if you don't feel that I'm bringing in policies that represent you and do you know make you healthier and wealthier I want to listen to why. What the, you run a small business and the ulis was really bad for you. Okay, let me tell you about. I don't need to know what your opinion on COVID is. What your opinion on vaccines are. Um, I don't need to know whether you're a Labour or a Tory supporter. I need to know: Am I doing my job for you? Are you? You've elected me to represent you. Is my representation making you healthier and wealthier? If so, yes. If no, you know, not. So would the Tories do the same thing when they say debate? oh well, we welcome a debate on that, but uh, well, 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 you're disagreeing with us. No, 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 no. If you, you don't understand the way this works. If you disagree with us, you're X, Y, Z. COVID denier, vaccine denier, anything like that. And if you come back to me and tell me you're not all those things, then I'll just say, well, you're in league with those that are. Is it, would it be one of those sorts of debate? Because that isn't a Sadiq Khan thing. That isn't a Labour thing. That's a It's not even a British politician thing. It's a politicians all over the world sort of issue. So, um, yeah. Next one up. I just thought I'd reel this out of the archives. By Jordan Light on October 31st to 2008. So Halloween 2008 is a scary headline for you. From the Scientific American... Jeers! Hazardous levels of metals found in wines. Are we swallowing toxic elements with every sip of vino? Care for some wine with that heavy metal? Researchers report this week that potentially dangerous levels of heavy metals exist in more than 100 types of red and white wines from a dozen countries. British scientists say the wines, their brands and grape type aren't identified contain amounts of the industrial metals vanadium, copper and manganese that exceed environmental protection agencies that's the EPA health standards according to their analysis in Chemistry Central Journal wines from three additional countries Argentina, Brazil and Italy did not contain risky levels of the metals interesting isn't it so It was quite an eye-opener to see these values in a lot of the wines we looked at, says study author Declan Norton, a professor of biomolecular science at Kingston University in London. A target hazard quotient exceeding one could cause health effects over a lifetime according to an EPA risk estimation formula comparing the time a person is exposed to a toxin and its established reference dose. Some of the glasses of wines contain THQ levels as high as 300 according to the review which analysed previous studies of metal concentrations in the wines. Drinking a 250 milliliter that's an 8.5 ounce glass of one of these wines would be a potential health hazard over a lifetime Norton says. The estimation formula on which the conclusions are based was developed by the EPA for superfood sites and has been used to assess the risk of exposure to chemicals in seafoods. The analysis did not explore how much of the metals would be absorbed from consuming the wines. Fanadium can cause lung irritation and respiratory problems if it's inhaled, but its effects from ingestion aren't known according to the Federal Agency of Toxic Substances and Disease Registry. It's typically used to produce alloys for engines next on here now from this uh, this isn't 15 years ago this one this is two days ago and it is by maggie fick reuters eu silence over pfizer covid contract talks is problem that won't go away watchdog ombudsman says secrecy over sms exchange fueling suspicion eu contract with pfizer BioNTech biggest of vaccine deals eu public prosecutor probing blocks acquisition of vaccines so the european commission president ursula von de Leyen's silence about her dealings with drug maker pfizer leading to the eu's biggest covid19 vaccine contract is hurting public trust and is a problem that will not go away it seems to be wherever you know this isn't like a taking a pop of the eu wherever you seem to have these leaders that seem to always welcome bill gates and have pages on the wef they always seem to have these deals in place for the, not just vaccine people, with a variety of people, and it all seems to be all very secretive. And as the news goes on and the, the timeline moves forward into the ether that is the existence of humanity on this earth, more and more news seems to, or more and more data seems to come out to suggest, uh, yeah. That would be very bad for business if that came out. There seems to be more of that that comes on as that timeline progresses. So um, where will it all end? We need to hear what went on, otherwise it's going to drag on, Emily O'Reilly said in an interview, pointing to the EU's public prosecutor's investigation of the bloc's acquisition of vaccines and the European Parliament's Covid Committee plans to hold more hearings on the issue, so it won't just go away. What I've seen about some of these big issues over the years is... If you do drag it out long enough, the public seems to just switch off to it. And at the end of the two years, you can go, oh, and you know what, all that terrible news, that's correct as well, it was really bad. But after that two years, people have oh, another little bit of bad news coming down, there. oh, a little bit of bad news to it. And they just switch off. I've heard that or did that come out you know that kind of stuff so when you drag it out you don't just drag the issue out you drag out the the emotional response to it so people just that emotional response is is dragged out as well and um that seems to be a good psychological tactic for releasing news to the public I was about to say bad news to the public releasing news to the public that they're definitely not going to like and may well get upset about. Deny, 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 drag out, drag out, drag out, drag out, drag out so that everyone's sick and tired of hearing about it and then yeah it was as bad as you thought. You know, oh no one's listening anymore, oh, got away with that one. Or and then the extra little playbook at the end, right okay and the person responsible for these really bad things we need to just get him to resign for something minor um or just it doesn't have to be for anything minor just quietly resign we don't even have to say it's a result of the scandal just you know he's wanted to spend more time with his family or another scandal that comes along like they have an affair or something like that and then any of that existing emotional hatred towards that person we can pile it on on that issue and all that's going to happen on that issue is the person has to resign or get a divorce or anything like that but they don't actually go before anyone any official inquiries with any official powers to delve deeply into the mystery and God forbid, prosecute for any of the things that they've done wrong. So that that is the playbook: deny, drag on, straw man issue, burn them on the straw man, and let that let that straw man be the emotional release that any of the public venting that the dragging on didn't take care of. Next up. New York Post. And this is by Marty Macaray. February the 27th. 10 months told by, 10 myths told by COVID experts and now debunked. Uh, in the past few weeks, a series of analysis published by highly respected researchers have exposed the truth about public health officials during COVID. Much of the time they were wrong. So yeah, that's what I was trying to say earlier about you know, when that MP in Britain, well, a lot of the mistakes that we made. What are you talking about? Because a lot of your experts and what you did as a result of those experts were completely wrong, but you still don't seem to admit that. So are you, do you know what I mean? That's where I was going with it. And it's the same with Sadiq Khan as well. Your, you know, this denial, that denial, that denial. Were these the people denying the experts that, to quote the New York Post, much of the time were wrong. If th- So that should be really a compliment to one's critical thinking, wouldn't it? The, we're going to see what happens when, and this is going to be the next couple of years. At the, at the moment the majority of people, in my humble speculative opinion, think that government made honest mistakes around the world. And over the next few years those people are going to find out that the people making the mistakes one, kept making them, two, when people pointed them out they ignored or perhaps even worse, censored three, the the general populace has all figured it out so why are the experts still telling the general populace that they're wrong and demonstrably so And that inevitably is going to lead to, uh, I don't think these people made honest mistakes. What's the alternative? Well, there was a deliberate plan to do X, Y and Z. Oh, that sounded madness. But I tell you what, the last three years, I can't believe that people will be this incompetent. I mean, there's this study, that study, that study. And not only are they not taking on board the studies, but they're having the stu- people that publish the studies banned. there's more to it than meets the eye that's what people are going to be there thinking for the next few years I think so to continue with the New York Post they were wrong what shall we see what they think the reason is why they were wrong to be clear public health officials were not wrong for making recommendations based on what was known at the time that's understandable you go with the data you have no they were wrong because they refused to change their directives in the face of new evidence (laughs) yeah Yep, this is... See, the New York Post, I believe this was the one that was um, writing about all the COVID lab leaks and then Facebook was banning them and the New York Post... I remember covering it the podcast. New York Post must have been there like, we are professional journalists. Who the hell are your independent fa- fact-checkers? And how do you know that it was... To, to just we're in we're in this world where we don't have any answers so why are we discluding any ideas it's very fishy that you would want to close down certain schools of thought hey what you know what are the odds that this virus started in the exact same place that they were working on this virus just down the road i mean what are the odds and for you to just dismiss that and then call for anyone that didn't dismiss that to be dismissed or censored you could, you know, I could just imagine the people in the New York Post. Who the hell do these people think they are? So that then they had that second story where they looked into it, and uh, all the Facebook. We've covered this. Uh, this is one of my favourite covered stories I ever covered. So, and I do believe it was the New York Post that did this. Where oh, hang on, all these Facebook, this Facebook passage seems to have ties to Wuhan, the very same lab, <laughs> and now it all comes out. But again deny 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 drag out drag out drag out oh everyone's sick and tired of covid now Whew. right now we can tell them then that um yep your small businesses went under um we were wrong Yep, your relative committed suicide was locked lockdown because we said that it would save more lives we were wrong all this stuff we were wrong so we can do it now now, now that we've dragged it out to the point that people are sick and tired of it, because if you did it right at the end of the first lockdown, hey, we were completely wrong. It was, like, you know, there would be outrage because the emotion's still there. But it's been dragged out. The emotion has been dissipated. It has been. If you, if you can imagine it, like um, that emotional response straight away, it's a nail. And you're being hit on the head with a hammer. But as you drag it out, you flatten the head of that nail into a I uh, something that's very flat. <laughs> not a point. The nail is pointed, it goes straight through with all that motion. Get that nail out so it doesn't go through anything. Smooth it over, smooth it out. And when you hit it with the hammer, because it's it's over a wider surface area, it's not going to go in as deep. That's how I think it works and it's a deliberate psychological tactic, deny, drag out, dissipate, admit, sweep under the rug and don't make a big deal about it. And then of course the, la- you know, the next thing is repeat, only this time with a new, um, I don't want to say the word lie, with a new something that, to quote the New York Times, much of the time they were wrong. So when a study did not support their policies they dismissed it and censored opposing opinions. Yep, at the same time the Centers for Disease Control Prevention weaponized research itself by putting out its own flawed studies on its own peer uh, on its own non-peer reviewed medical journal MMWR. In the final analysis public health officials actively propagated misinformation that ruined lives and forever damaged public trust in the medical profession. Here are 10 ways they misled Americans. Now I could probably put it to you that we could read them through this list and we could replace Americans with people of the world and of course different agencies different names all that kind of stuff but you get the idea misinformation number one natural immunity offers little protection compared to vaccinated immunity yeah now this was just basic science and to see the amount of people that said hey that basic science that's been known for years we're just going to wave a magic wand now and call anyone that says that you know well acknowledge science we're just going to call them the conspiracy theorist word and the moment we've said that we can just ignore them because that's the way our magic wand works natural immunity offers little protection compared to vaccinated immunity you sound like an anti-vaxxer to me magic wand is an anti-vaxxer now no longer has that right to express that opinion on social media or television all you're going to get is points of view saying that they're mad So a Lancet study looked at 65 major studies in 19 countries on natural immunity. The researchers concluded that natural immunity was at least as effective as the primary COVID vaccine series. In fact, the scientific data was there all along from 160 studies, despite the findings of these studies violating Facebook's misinformation policy. (laughs) I do get the feeling that someone at the New York Post took that real personal that, when they said ban that new york post fire, I, said, who the, I do get that feeling good for them you know uh, i don't know that's purely my speculation but I, I enjoy it yeah since the athenian plague of 430 bc it has been observed that those who recovered after infection were protected against severe disease if reinfected There was also the observation of nearly every practising physician during the first 18 months of the COVID pandemic. Most Americans who were fired for not having the COVID vaccine already had antibodies that effectively neutralised the virus, but they were antibodies that the government did not recognise. Number two, misinformation. Masks prevent Covid transmission. Cochrane reviews are considered the most authoritative and independent assessment of the evidence in medicine and one published last month by a highly respected Oxford research team found that masks had no significant impact on Covid transmission. When asked about this definitive review, CDC director Dr Rochelle Walensky downplayed it, arguing that it was flawed because it focused on randomised control studies. But that was the greatest strength of the review. Randomised studies are considered the gold standard of medical evidence. If all of the energy used by the public health officials to mask toddlers could have been channeled to reduce child obesity by encouraging outdoor activities, we would be better off. Number, See, I always remember that study that I read out which said masks were 15% as effective as you thought they were for about the first 20 minutes. So I was never in the they-do-nothing camp, I was in the they-don't-do-as-much-as-you-think and they do it for a very short space of time kind of camp. I was something of a moderate on them. The CDC ignored the European evidence of keeping schools open, most without mask mandates. Transmission rates were no different, evidenced by studies conducted in Spain and Sweden. See, already on all those three there, you can still find government websites that would just ignore all of those first three points and the studies that they made. Just, yep, yeah. no, what you're saying, no, you're a conspiracy theorist. I don't need to look into it once the magic wand is waived. If mainstream media and my superiors and my aides and my advisors call you a conspiracy theorist, I don't need to look at the research. You're, you're dismissed out of hand. Misinformation number four, myocarditis from the vaccine is less common than from the infection. Public health officials downplayed concerns about vaccine-induced myocarditis or inflammation of the heart muscle. They cited poorly designed studies that undercaptured complication rates. A flurry of well-designed studies said the opposite. We now know that myocarditis is 6 to 28 times more common after the COVID vaccine than after the infection among 16 to 24 year old males tens of thousands of children likely got myocarditis mostly subclinical from a covid vaccine they did not need because they were entirely healthy or because they already had covid it's just awful to see the you know the amount of children that are going to have long term health issues for no reason um and i think the parents the, some of the parents of those children are not going to want to hear that information because it just makes them feel so bad but sooner or later It might enter their psyche, and I think it's going to have very damaging effects for their mental health when they realise what they were, And, and what would make it worse is it wasn't as if everyone was going along with it. It was it was kind of like TV versus the conspiracy types, but the problem was the conspiracy types were now don't get me wrong some of the conspiracy types had some really good evidence scientific evidence as the New York Times is saying that you know and it was available at the time you probably took the child to the centre but you chose I'm the magic wand has been waved I don't need to check because about my child's long-term health risks because the TV waved the magic wand at anyone calling my point of view incorrect. So I can go and get my child vaccinated because anyone that says that there's a risk is an anti-vaxxer. Anti-vaxxer, magic wand is waved, I can now ignore them and the TV encourages me to do so. I think when people sort of, what, that study, look at the date of that study. (sighs) That was before I took the kid for the vaccine. Oh, and I think that can have a yeah. So there's going to be long-term health effects for some of these children, sadly, and there's going to be long-term mental health effects for some of the parents of these children as they deal with risk, uh, you know, with um, with regret. Variety, and as that manifests, in a variety of forms. Disease, isn't it? Disease. We shall see how that that happens. But it's very, very sad for those children. But it's going to be the date on those studies that gets them and it's going to be a mixture of anger at the people that wave the magic wand telling them not to look at that and probably a little bit that they're going to see in the mirror. And don't forget there will be those that were just like if I just massively have a go at the anti-vaxxers then I can still live in that world where I'm right and not have to face the reality of what I've done. That will be an option as well. Misinformation number five. Young people benefit from a vaccine booster. Boosters reduced hospitalisations in older high-risk Americans. In fairness to the New York Post maybe. I've seen some figures that would say not it's the other way around but a lot of people were in that age group were vaccinated so your control study is difficult so let's put a question mark on that one boosters reduced hospitalizations in older high-risk americans maybe maybe But the evidence was never there that they lower COVID mortality in young, healthy people. That's probably why the CDC chose not to publish its data on hospitalisation rates among boosted Americans under 50, when it published the same rates for those over 50. Ultimately, White House, see, other countries did, and I read the the stats out on the show, so if you're a regular listener to this show, you'll know what those stats, the picture that they seem to paint. Ultimately, White House pressure to recommend boosters for all was so intense that the FDA's top two vaccine experts left the agency in protest, writing scathing articles on how the data did not support boosters for young people. Yeah, again, that's going to be another thing as people realise what has happened. It's like, why did the television not tell me that this person walked out in protest? Wait, two of them? What, and what, you just waved the magic wand on those two people as well and called them anti-vaxxers? There will be there will be a reckoning i just hope it's peaceful and lawful and enlightened and calm and uh you know i do think that uh i do think that there are going to be countries that still have judiciary systems that are capable of putting together prosecutions for some of these companies But after the broad recognition that vaccination does not reduce transmission, the mandates persisted and still do to this day. A recent study from George Mason University details how vaccine mandates in nine major US cities had no impact on vaccination rates. They also had no impact on COVID transmission rates. But again, you could have listened to the Pfizer person go, no, we just were hoping it stopped transmission. Yeah, Straight from the horse's mouth there. Misinformation number seven. COVID originating from the Wuhan lab is a conspiracy theory. Google admitted to suppressing searches of lab leak during the pandemic. Dr. Francis Collins, head of the National Institutes of Health, claimed, and still does, he didn't believe the virus came from a lab. Ultimately, see, that's fair enough. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. If he doesn't believe that it came from a lab, fair enough. I don't think he should be censored for that, though. Just as I don't think people that think it did come from a lab should be censored everyone should have the right to their opinion ultimately overwhelming circumstantial evidence points to a lab leak origin the same origin suggested by dr anthony fauci by two very prominent virologists in january 2020 meeting he assembled at the beginning of the pandemic according to documents obtained by brett bayer of fox news they told fauci and collins that the virus may have been manipulated and originated in the lab but then suddenly changed their tune in public comments days after the meeting with nih NIH officials. The virologists were later awarded nearly 9 million from Fauci's agency. Misinformation number eight. It was important to get the second vaccine dose three or four weeks after the first dose. Data were clear in spring of 2021, just months after the vaccine rollout, that spacing the vaccine out by three months reduces complication rates and increases immunity. Spacing out vaccines would have saved more lives than Americans were rationing a limited vaccine supply at the height of the epidemic. Misinformation number nine, data on the bivalent vaccine is crystal clear in inverted commas. Dr. Ashish Jahar famously said this despite the bivalent vaccine being approved using data from eight mice. To date there has never been a randomized control trial of this bivalent vaccine. In my opinion the, the data are crystal clear that young people should not get the bivalent vaccine. It would have spared many children myocarditis. I'm reading that, that's not my opinion, um, I can't possibly give an opinion on that because I don't have any medical qualification so that that when that when I read in my opinion I'm reading that because that's the opinion of the writer who is, um, I did say it didn't I, where's the name? Marty McAway. Doesn't seem to be any letters after Marty McAway's. now not not again, you know, a lot of this seems to be common sense. But um I've got to call, you know, to, to use the to to be fair, I really like a lot of this writing, but just because I really like what I'm reading I'll still call it as I see it and um where he says in my opinion, you got if there aren't any letters to his name or things like that it's important to point that out that it is an unqualified opinion I mean I I point it out about myself every (laughs) every single episode so please don't take that anything personal uh, Mr. Marty so uh, oh I I really do like this article um, overall I'm yeah one in five people get long Covid Misinformation number 10. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention claim that 20% of COVID infections can result in long COVID, but a UK study found that only 3% of COVID patients had residual symptoms lasting 12 weeks. What explains the disparity? It's often normal to experience mild fatigue or weakness for weeks after being sick and inactive and not eating well. Calling these cases long COVID is the medicalisation of ordinary life. What's most amazing about all the misinformation covered by the CDC and public health officials is that there have been no apologies for holding on to their recommendations for so long after the data became apparent they were dead wrong. Public health officials said you must when the correct answer should have been we're not sure. Early on in the absence of good data public health officials chose a path of stern paternalism. Today they are in denial of a mountain of strong studies showing that they are wrong. At minimum the CDC should come clean and the FDA should add a warning label to Covid vaccines, clearly stating what is now known. A mere culpa by those who led us astray would be the first step to rebuilding trust. Now what happens if they're not interested in rebuilding trust but they have another agenda? I wonder what the New York Post would make of that opinion. Well thank you for listening to that opinion, my opinion, my opinions on other people's opinions and then hopefully forming your own opinions on my opinions of other people's opinions and joining us here on beyond the news a big thank you to all the people on our telegram group that's at beyond the news jim and our listeners on radio illumini and uh, martina for that station up and going as a, a happy anniversary for the uh, station anniversary i forgot to say that when it was the anniversary I'm saying it now so a big uh, thank you to Radio Illumini and all my other listeners Um, both of you it's very much appreciated (laughs) cheers